This is an HR program on demand, a living seed capsule of work life and workplace coming live from a rooftop in Stockholm, Sweden. It's me, Anne-Marie Andrich, and me, Katarina Berg. A vodcast, if you like, on HR, straight across the counter. Sponsored by HR, the real deal, HR by HR for HR. Hello, the two of you. Hey. Hey. Anna. Alex. Yes. Now, we, last year we had both of you in separate episodes. And for this year, we were thinking, why don't we invite both of you at the same time? Uh, just to hear that wisdom on particularly the work from anywhere <laughs> program, because that's what we're focusing on today, right? We can in talk it, about everything. You can talk yes. about everything yes. because obviously you you work, uh, you know, you're global HR leaders, so your remit is rather vast. But you are, um, you were leading the work from anywhere initiative and also designing the program together with a bunch of people, right? But you were the OGs, if I, if I put it like that. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Others were heavily involved as well, yes. <laughs> just yes. to highlight the importance of everyone. It, of yeah. the team, as always. But you were leading um, that program <laughs> and, and, and also putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And uh, we were thinking of, because you launched it, was it two years ago? Yeah, yes. two years ago. And a lot has happened in the world. A lot has happened on the so-called hybrid and flexible ways of working. And clearly, uh, when you launched the program two years ago, it got a lot of attention. And I also know that you've, you know, you've learned quite a lot also during these two years. So. Before we dive into those learnings, why don't we just do a recap of what is it? The well, first of all, why did you do it? What is it, and uh, what does it look like? So, who who would like to start? Anna, maybe I can start. Yes. yes. So, uh, and and I always uh, like to share this story that uh, we actually started to think about work from anywhere before the pandemic hit. So. I remember this day early in January 2020 when we sat down in New York, Alex was there, I was still based there and we talked to Katarina about how we can become more distributed as an organization because we saw in all our engagement service that our employees were, yes, they were satisfied with the flexibility we already offered, but how could we offer even more flexibility? Right. How can we kind of work across time zones, across um, the global um, scope that we have as an organization much more? So that was kind of the task. And, and in true Spotify fashion, it was like, Alex and Anna, uh, you can figure out our distributed first strategy. That right. was kind of the brief. Yeah. So um, uh, what we then landed in was that we uh, took a step back and, and really started from a white paper, basically. Uh, I will add, though, that we, we had a bit of an advantage that we were a global company already. People uh, were leading, our managers were leading global teams uh, across the organization already. We worked via like connecting via hangout meetings, video meetings. So that was an advantage. But then we take, took a step back and, and thought of what does this mean for Spotify? What, 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 what do we believe here? What's our belief? And our belief is that uh, work is not something that you need to come to the office for. It's something that you do. Okay, started with that belief, but then we didn't actually spend that much time on the strategy itself. We started to think about more tactical, what are we going to offer our employees then in a distributed setting right and then we landed in two options that you can pick a home mix majority of your time from home still access to office or office mix majority of your time from the office but still be able to have the flexibility of working from home and then on top of that picking location so me being in Stockholm today I work let's say I pick home mix but I then want to move to Spain where we have a legal entity 
I can. So um, that's kind of one of the tacticalities of the program. Right. Um, uh, and we created this whole playbook around it, Q&A uh, and all that for our leaders and managers and employees. Yeah. And it's still around. Yes, which it's is two years later. Thing. Yes, it's, it's survived, big. It survived. It's still here. And it draws some important metrics for us yes. at the time. So we wanted to retain folks because many wanted to move home. We wanted to tap into new talent pools and we wanted to be more efficient, right? Get more stuff done because everyone would work in the same way, no matter who you were, where you sit and so on. So, so excellent. Thank you. Uh, and on that, those metrics, uh, as you were saying, you know, global t talent pool is global. You hire, you know, basically in all around the world. Um, you know, how, how has that progressed? What, what, do, what have you learned and how, how has that helped you grow your business? I'm the softest, so this one is for you as well. <laughs> oh, no, you know metrics. the hard metrics. Where do we stand? Yeah, we, People we, are happy. I would say, I I would say Alex was very humble when he said it's still around. Actually, the program has been very successful. We, yes. we uh, have received a lot of attention across the globe and our employees, I would uh, dare to say, love it because that flexibility that we are offering, we could never detract from that. We cannot go back from this uh, program that we are offering. And uh, we had an hypothesis going into the launch of the program that we would um, hire faster and hire from a broader, more diverse talent pool than we already had. And uh, um, that we would also see even higher engagement scores uh, across the organization. And I would say that we're hitting most of these uh, achieving most of, most of these hypotheses right now. So, for example, we have been we are, have a, a much shorter time to fill. We I think we've gone from 48 days uh, on average per role to 42. Great. We have increased our diversity number where we can measure diversity, mostly in the U.S. Uh, of our overall talent pool, and we are also seeing an increase in in diversity from a leadership perspective mm -hmm. as well. So these things uh, uh, look very uh, uh, positive uh, uh, when, we, when we look into uh, the measurements of, of what we thought the program would, would um, and, uh, give. Fantastic. And I was just, uh, when you were saying from a leadership perspective, you also see the diversity. Is that on gender or is it the full range of the diversity agenda? It, it's the full, full range. Right. Uh, but again, it's, it's important to note that we can only measure it in, in, in the U.S. Where we, are, we have, a, of course, a huge uh, population in the U.S., but we can't measure it in most of our own European countries countries due right. to regulatory reasons. But yes, it's, it's across the, the all the metrics, so ethnicity and gender and so forth. Great. And it was well received by the employees as well. Very well received yeah. um, uh, to the point that I think that, um, you know, I could not see a world where we would not have this, offer this flexibility anymore. I think it's good to point out as well that it allowed us to hire from new markets. So now yeah. we have a lot of people in the local markets that then build products for people using the product in those local markets. So like the cultural intuition or feeling that you need to have that you might not always know if you build a global product from Sweden or from the US is there to a larger extent today. So I think all in all the product is also improved a lot because of this. Fantastic. And last year, we could also see that um, there were some companies who were, you know, they, well, clearly every company has been trying to figure out what does, you know, how do we work today um, in, in the new ways of working? And there were some companies who were, you know, being very clear on that they want their people back into the office because they were, you know, saying that, 
you know, we lose employee engagement or, you know, it's important for our innovation, our creativity. And we basically, we want people to meet, right, in the office five days a week. And then obviously we had reactions to, to that as well. Uh, what is your take on, you know, bringing employees back to the office five days a week? Is that a, a recipe <laughs> for success or how would you, how would you, how would you put that? I think it's driven by macro changes. So the climate that we operate in today is tougher. You have to compete under different terms than what you did a few years back when people had more money and companies had more money and everything was growing. Now it's not anymore. And then I think it's easy to end up with the solution. We have to assert control. We have to introduce travel stops. We have to get on top of our spending. We have to do a bunch of different things. And then calling people back to the office is asserting control. And we don't believe in that. But every company operates in different contexts, so it doesn't apply for everyone. But in our case, most teams and most managers already work distributed. They had teams spread across multiple offices, multiple geographies. So it doesn't really change anything. And our approach has been to let's invest out of these rough times and let's invest in trust for our people right. because they are the ones who build Spotify. They are the ones who will take us through this new phase in our company growth. So we still believe in this and nothing has really changed from that perspective. So calling people back into the office won't change or add any value either. Also, I find it interesting because when I speak to most or some of the employers that are asking their people to come back in, when you start to unpack the data a bit, people aren't actually coming back into the office anyways. So what you're saying is that we want you to be in three days a week or the full week, but then people aren't showing up the full week or the three days. So you're saying and asking for something, you're not really following up and there's no true consequences and people are still approaching this as during the pandemic, maybe they're spending a bit more time in the office, but that in itself creates a dysfunctional dynamic in your workplace. And I think that's just a negative overall. Right. Um, so I would think through why and what you think you can achieve by it, basically. Exactly, excellent answer. Now, uh, innovation. And when we're talking to you, you work at Spotify, innovation is in, our, in your DNA, right? Um, have you experienced... <laughs> a dip in innovation. Yes. <laughs> have you experienced a dip in innovation um, through, well, through the pandemic as we were working, all of us more or less remotely, and now with the Work From Anywhere program? Yeah. You want me to start? Yes, yes. start and I can No, it's the simple answer. Uh, yeah. And I think it goes back to we operated this way before, right. but we made life more complicated because we had different ways of working in different offices and different locations. Now we've tried to harmonize that a bit. Um, but what we do see though, is people feeling a lack of connection to the mission, the overall Spotify mission. So we're doing things to accommodate that or to mitigate for that. So we uh, host events in the office to get people to come in at the same time. We uh, encourage teams to meet the same day in the office if they're going into the office. Uh, we try to, uh, to help the organization understand how you can still drive innovative workshops and engaging workshops, even though you're in a remote setting and those type of things. And um, it has worked for us. We haven't seen a drop in innovation so far. And onboarding, is that remote or on site? No, so that is, there's a few things that we are, as Alex was, was alluding to, that we are not budging on right uh, and a few things that we believe are so important um, to do in person to also get that kind of to, to really uh, get that glue and, and, and understand who we are as an organization our culture and, and the community of Spotify so for example intradays that we are running uh, I think it's every quarter now for every 
every new employee then get to come to Stockholm to experience Stockholm, our office, get to meet the executive team and to hear from every single uh, senior leader about our strategy. They workshop our values, hear a lot about our diversity, inclusion and equity strategy. And, and that is in person. And that, that has been the only pause we did was during the pandemic. We couldn't simply do that. But otherwise, that is something regardless of how we are building on our work from anywhere program that, that will never go away. So that is super important. And then last year, coming back from the pandemic also, we and we are also has been in hyper growth, as all, all of us know, for many years. We actually encouraged leaders to bring their teams together and in person to meet all these new hires. Right. But then this year we're going back to more digital kind of meetings again. So we kind of also try to understand where we are, where the macros is at and so forth. But there's a few things we're not budging on, specifically not introducing new hires. And we want to do that in person. Right. But I think it's interesting because we have, in some cases, become like the poster child for, for how mm. to do this. Mm -hmm. And then people assume that we believe in remote work to 100%. Exactly. But that's not really the case. No. It's not either or. No. Uh, it's and. So we can do both. It's more about being deliberate in what you do when you meet and what you do when you don't meet physically. And having a strategy for that and having a plan for how to do that. It's not that everyone should never meet or that everyone should always meet. You have to find the middle ground somewhere and that's the recipe for success. Exactly. And I feel that I often, at least when I speak with other companies, have to sometime, either I'm asked, how do we get people to come into the office? Yes. Uh, and then the aim tends to be like, we want yeah. them to be in the office as much as possible. And we start to ask questions like, why do you want to do that? What do you want to achieve? And how come? And then when the data shows that people aren't still following those guidelines, like you have to think about it differently. How can you optimize the way the world works today? You can't really change that people have changed their, their view and mindset on what work actually is. That has changed. That train has already departed. So how do you make sure that the train gets to the end station now? Right. And what's that plan? I think right. that's where you have to start the conversations. True. And I, I, I so uh, I would echo that as well. I think that's so well said. Um, and, and to that point, uh, how much freedom, flexibility, accountability do does the teams, the respective teams and the managers also have, um, you know, to figure out what works for them? You know, for one team, this setup might work. Uh, and then for another team, they might choose a, a different setup. Is that the same for, for Spotify? Yeah, we have, I mean, we have the global program. It's global. Right. The two options, home mix, office mix, every single person has picked an option. But then, of course, we, when we said from the get-go that we are not going to micromanage yeah. how many days people are coming in. And not at all. That's not what this is about. It's what Alex said. It's like offering that, you know, that the flexibility and, and, and it's not either or, it's and, right? Yes. And then um, we, as the program has evolved, we're two years into this. Some managers and leaders have said that, okay, for the ones that are office mix in Stockholm, let's come in on Thursdays. We can have lunch, you know? And like you found, you have been finding your way and we haven't like um, put any uh, structured guidelines around that type of approach. But then also we have our business unit guidelines that are more clear around that there are certain jobs that, for example, needs to be in a certain location a bit more often, such as if you're selling towards clients and you need to meet them in person. Yes, then you perhaps need to be in person a bit more than remote. So, so we, have, of course, looked at that as well. But otherwise, it's, it's, it's up to each leader to kind of find a way that works, but with our global guidelines in, in so, as the foundation. So trust is the guiding principle. Yes, 100%. Across. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we've asked them to follow like it's a global program as yeah. you said and we've asked them to not make up local yes like rules within that program. Mm -hmm. So one manager can't say, I don't believe in remote work. Everyone right. has to be in no. the office. Another manager can't say, I want my entire team to be remote. Like that's not how it works. We want the flexibility and we want to put ownership on the individuals, not the manager of the team. And the same when someone applies for working from home, as an example, we don't ask them to motivate why they should work from home, but we ask the manager to motivate if they want to reject it. Like, why do you want to reject it? And why don't you think it works? And it could be tied to performance mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm. We believe they need to be close or, or next to the team because they aren't really hitting it or other reasons, but they need to motivate why they reject it basically. Exactly. So focus on a scalable solution and individual like ownership basically. Right, right, yeah. exactly. So again, ownership, accountability, trust, trust yeah. yeah, flexibility. Mm. And following because you're also, I mean, two years ago you launched it and, and as you were saying, both of you, you've been learning as you know, the market has changed and also as the company is changing, has there been any, any surprises during these two years that you would like to share? Should we talk about people indexing towards home mix? Maybe? Yeah. I think yeah. that's a surprise, yeah. which wasn't really a surprise in hindsight. No. no, no. But the way we structured the whole program was that if you work from home, we support you with desk and share and lamp and everything. And that's, of course, an incentive. So people index more towards home mix mm -hmm. because we still say that you can come into the office as much as you want to. We just need to understand where you want to work the majority of the time so we can plan right. and build that office space and ensure that there's space for you. So the data on who shows home mix and office mix isn't as accurate as we would have liked it to be because we've built in incentives in the program. And I think incentives is a topic in itself that we can have a, <laughs> a bother about. <laughs> but how you do things with the best of intent, it has unexpected consequences like in this case it makes our data less accurate so right. we can't work it with it the same way so that wasn't an mm -hmm. unexpected mm -hmm. happening yeah yeah it's not problematic but unexpected yeah. so yeah. we'll we'll have to work right, on how to good, make the data more accurate yeah it's a learning yeah 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 and i always share that it's probably not like a surprise but i think one part of why the program was so successful was that we were really um really focused on building out those guidelines in the, the, the FAQ, like really focused on, we had this whole playbook, like 40 pages on like every single question that you can imagine an employee will have when we launch. Uh, but still the devil's like, it's always in the details. And I think there were like some, some things we discovered such as like there's certain countries where you have to have a bit more rigor around contracts and it right. has to come in, in the local language and you have to receive them in a certain amount of time. And we hadn't really programmed for all of that. I mean, we learned as we go. So there's things like that as well, that you, you, you need to think about the details when you, when you launch a program like this. Um, and I think we did overall, but you still learn. And, and then we've tried to simplify a lot of things also in, in how you not try to make it too difficult to apply and all these more tactical things, but that makes the program even better now than we've tried to scale back on a few of these rigors around. Um, Beautiful. Uh, yeah. And I think that's both the challenge, the beauty yeah. and, and the fun, right? It's not static. No. It's something that evolves. It's something that grows with the people that you have, right? And also with uh, the external market as well. Um, so, so thank you so much. So for 2023, if we look into that famous crystal ball with regards to the program, what do you see? What are the predictions? Anything that you can share? I think we, uh, the beauty is again that it's evolving. We have this working group that we've had for two years now that we keep meeting with, we keep discussing. There's a few things. We have this um, 
partnership with the Stockholm School of Economics that also um, uh, conducted a survey with um, our employee base. So we are starting to look into data on what, uh, what kind of, uh, and we haven't received it fully yet, so, but that might guide some, some uh, decisions we make. Uh, but, but in general, uh, I would say, uh, perhaps not for 2023, but we are looking to, to constantly uh, get uh, evolve and get to a point where, where you can truly work from anywhere, which means that you wouldn't have, we wouldn't have any time zone constraints. You could like, work towards the US, but you are based in Asia. Uh, you know, it's like really uh, uh, getting to that point. So the, 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 there's a few oh, moving <laughs> we're steps. We're, down. we're flying off <laughs> the roof moving too. steps to kind of get there, but uh, uh, nothing that probably is this year. No, say. Yeah. making it simpler yeah, uh, yeah. to your point. I think an interesting dimension as well, but now we're talking like many, many years yeah, into the future, yeah. but time, yeah. do you have to work eight to five? Yeah. Right. Or yes. mm -hmm. how do you measure impact and not hours worked, which was part of the program mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Impact is what seems mm -hmm. to matter, not the hours you spend mm -hmm. in the office, but we're not there yet. No. But in the future, that would be an interesting dimension to start to unpack a bit as well. For sure. So Alex, as a closing um, comment, is work from anywhere here to stay at Spotify? Yes. That was a leading question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's here to stay in the world and those who think differently will struggle a few years from now. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you both for sharing. Thank you. Always Thank inspiring. You. Uh, look forward to the follow-up. Yeah. Definitely. Jeff? Yeah. Really and um, before we fly off, <laughs> this <laughs> my shall we close the, the episode? Yeah. I, and you know how we close it. I'll follow your lead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. Anna? Yeah. Yeah. I stay, stay, safe. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay active. active. In the modalia. Yes. Perfect. You yes. did it. <laughs>